you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Ecclesiastes. I'll tell you in advance so you can find it because it's kind of hard if you had not been there in a while. <laughs> I'll admit I had to go look in the front of the Bible to find out where it was at because I couldn't remember what was around it. <laughs> you know, usually if I can remember at least one of the books that's nearby, I can at least get in the in the ballpark and find it. But well, I knew it was somewhere after Proverbs because it's supposed to be written by Solomon. So I was like, it's got to be there somewhere. And I just kept flipping right past it. Anyway, uh, the title of the message tonight is The Joy of the Lord. And you know, there's, there's sometimes that it's, it seems like for some reason that it's difficult to remember that we should be joyful. We get caught up in our own problems and start feeling kind of down and we forget that even in the midst of all those trials and temptations and troubles that we still have a reason to be joyful. So I want to talk to you a little bit tonight about joy and I hope it will encourage you. Uh, Let's go ahead and read in chapter 2 and verse 10. You know, Solomon was uh, given great wisdom by God. So you can read Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and you'll see evidence of that great wisdom. But even in his infinite wisdom, uh, I think sometimes his wisest moments were hindsight. And you know we we say you know you often hear people say hindsight is twenty twenty, uh, but you see a lot of evidence of that in Solomon's life. So even in the great wisdom that he had, he still made these mistakes. And and uh, let's read about a little bit of that here in verse ten. And whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought, and on the labor that I had labored to do. And behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. So Solomon decided to take joy in all the things that he did. You know, and when I say that, I'm not. I'm talking about the the physical, carnal things. You know, I can I can decide to take joy in my job. I can decide to take joy in even in my family. But those things are all temporary. Even my family is temporary. Now, the, the hope is they'll be with me in heaven. And I don't think that's going to be a problem. But the, the point is that this life is all temporary. And if you place all your joy in the things of this life, you're going to have trouble finding joy at times. So think about, I mean, just look at yourself. Do you have joy? You know, I could say that there's times in my life that I'm more joyful than others. And there's even times in my life that I decide to give up my joy for whatever reason because I want to feel sorry for myself, 
or because I feel like the circumstances outweigh the reasons I have to be joyful. But you know, Jesus told us, let me see if I wrote the Scripture down. If, if not, I'll just tell you. No, I didn't write it down. It's in John 16 and 22. Anyway, Jesus says that, that He will give you joy that no man can take away. Now, what does that mean? How, how is the joy that you get from God different from this supposed temporary joy that you have with things in this life? Why is it that it can't be taken away? Because, you know, I'm a Christian, I have been for a long time, and there's times that I'm not joyful. So, does that mean that what Jesus said is wrong? No, because those times that I don't have joy is because I gave up my joy. I chose not to be joyful. It's not because uh, there wasn't a just reason for me to have joy. It was because I just decided that I wanted to let my circumstances take the higher place. And listen, I'm not talking about happiness. You know, I did a little searching in my little computer uh, Bible program and joy is mentioned 165 times and the word happy is mentioned like, I don't know, six or something. So, joy is not happiness. Joy is is much deeper than happiness. In fact, I would probably go so far as to say is that happiness is a byproduct of joy. So, are you joyful? Do you feel joy in your heart? Do you have a reason to be joyful? You know, I can think of many reasons. I can even think of of worldly reasons to be joyful. But like I said, every time I have tried to establish my joy in worldly things, it always goes away. Because they're temporary. And that's what Solomon was saying here, that that he everything that he set his mind on, that's where he decided to put his joy. And he didn't hold anything back. But when it all was all said and done, he he learned that it was just vanity. There was nothing permanent there. Now some of you would probably say that I don't have joy because every time I turn around, it seems like I'm going through another trial. It seems like every time I think things are about to get better, they get worse. Now, I've been there. It's tough. It seems like every time you look up, somebody's slapping you in the face again. I've been there. But I'm going to read you a Scripture. You know, it's funny, but every time I have a problem, if I look hard enough, I can find a Scripture that tells me how I ought to do. James 1, 2-3 
It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. James said you ought to count it joy when you have those trials. Why? Because that's building patience. I know that sounds goofy. You think, look, I don't really need more patience right now. I need some joy. Well, what you ought to be thinking is, look, the reason I'm being tried is because God wants to use me. Because He's preparing me to... Uh, be in a better position so that He can use me greater. Or it may be that you're doing what you ought to be doing and the devil is coming against you. That's why you ought to count it joy. Because you're doing something right. You know, a lot of times those trials and temptations seem pretty rough. But I still see all of you sitting here. Sometimes it seems like those problems are more than you can bear. Yet you're still alive. You still have a reason to find some joy. Listen, where are you going to delight yourself? Are you going to delight yourself in these these material things? Are you going to delight yourself in your work or in your family? Those will all fail you. There will come a time probably that even my own kids will let me down and disappoint me. But when you delight yourself in the law of God and in His Word and in Him, it will never fail you. When you decide, look, if I'm going to have joy in anything, it's going to be in the things of God and where I'm going after this life. Those are eternal things. Those are, those are things, listen, y'all may think I am just crazy tonight. Y'all may say, yeah, that all sounds good, but I'm the one with the problem. Guys, I've had problems. I know what it means to not know where your next paycheck is coming from. I know what it means to not, not know how I'm going to pay my bills next week. I know what it means to know how am I going to feed my family? But the point is, even through all that, I can still find joy if I want to. If I want to look to my Lord and Savior, I can find a reason to have joy. To know that I'm not spending my eternity in hell. To know that when this temporary existence on this earth is over, I'll have my reward. What does the Bible say? Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust don't corrupt. You don't have to worry about about that thing that you're putting your joy in deteriorating. You know, I could decide I'm going to put my joy in my car. And I guarantee you next week one of my kids would run into it with with a skateboard or throw a basketball and hit it or somehow they'd damage it. Just because, probably for God just to show me that I don't need to put my joy in my car. What are you hanging on to? Where is your joy? What have you decided that this is the thing that's going to make me happy?
If y'all don't understand what I'm talking about, it's probably because you look for joy in the wrong places. If you don't understand what eternal joy is, the kind of joy that can't be taken away, you can give it up, but it can't be taken away from you. Somebody could come and steal my car tomorrow. Somebody could, heaven forbid, hurt one of my family members. Somebody could burn my house down. I could get fired when I walk into work tomorrow. But you know what? Through all of that, I'm still a child of God. I still have something waiting for me on the other side. I have a place that my joy is secured that no man can touch. Why is it so important to be joyful? Why does it really matter? You know, y'all ever meet one of these people that you talk to them on the phone and they're like, Hello, how are you doing? And they're just, that just rubs all over. I can't stand it. I can't stand somebody that's just so happy and gleeful all the time. I don't know why. It's just, it goes against my nature, I guess. So why do we, why do we need to be joyful? Why is it important? Well, over in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, it says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, I thought about that for a while. What does that really mean? It's one of the things, oh man, it sounds good, but then you stop and think about it and you're like, you know, I really don't understand that. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Well, like I was just telling you, when you've got something that can't be taken away, it don't matter what happens, it doesn't matter what happens to your possessions, it don't matter how somebody treats you, You've got something that nobody can take away from you. There's strength in that. Because you've got somewhere to turn. You've got something that that is not dependent upon circumstances in your life. That joy is, is part of... Well, the best way to say this... The, you know, the, the Bible talks about Jesus as the rock of our salvation. That that solid rock. And that's what if you build upon that solid rock, it'll stand. You don't have to worry about what comes against it then because it's on a solid foundation. And that joy is the same way when when you delight yourself in God and you find your joy in Him, it's eternal. It it doesn't change, it don't depend on how bad things are. You can still go to God and have joy. It's secure. So why is it important to to seek out that joy? Why would you want to? Well, listen, if you ain't got nothing else to depend on, you've got to depend on God. You've got to know that He is able. You've got to know that He is there. That that when everything else looks, looks dark, you can turn to God and, and find joy. 
But that's not the only reason. You know, just like those people that annoy the mess out of me when I talk to them on the phone, they're so happy. Do you understand that people in this world are all looking for joy? Now, you can define that as many in many ways. Some people turn to drugs. They're looking for, for that little something. Some people turn to uh, riches and wealth. They're looking for something to make them happy. They're looking to, for something to fill a void. And all of those things, if you are to were to break them down and look at the bottom line, they're looking for joy. They're looking for something to change the circumstances they're in. Do you know people that are joyful most likely would never turn to drugs? People that are feeling fulfilled in their life wouldn't turn to those kind of things. So they're looking for joy. Now, when you, as a Christian, are not putting forth a testimony of joy in your life, where do they, where do they turn? Well, they're not turning to you. If they don't see something in you that's different from what they're looking for, then they're going to go somewhere else. They're going to look to something else, and chances are it's not going to be God. So I, I want to put forth a challenge to you tonight. I want you to examine your life. And you know, this is this is probably one of the harder things for me. I don't want to be fake. I don't want people to look at me. I, first of all, I don't want to be one of those people that just irritates the mess out of other people because they're so happy and, and everything all the time. I think it's I think it's just an act. I just don't see how somebody can really be like that all the time. I don't maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just my cynical nature, but I don't want to be one of those kind of people that annoys other people. But you don't have to be annoying to be joyful. So I have got to find a way to have joy in my life that people can see. So I want to challenge you tonight. I want you to look at yourself and say, do I have joy? And the next thing I want you to do is I want you to look and see where does that joy come from? Is it based on things that are temporary? No matter how permanent things may seem in this life, the only thing that's permanent is God. So, where are you building up that treasure? If the treasure is where your joy is, you need to know where your treasure is. 
Is your treasure and all the things you're building up and placing your joy in, is it with God or is it with things of this world? Is it with your family and your work and your material possessions? 